Hello, everyone. Can anyone hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> Hi, Arsen. How are you doing? Pretty good. And I, I'm the only one who can answer you. Uh, you need to... We need to make our guests speakers. So okay. let me just do that real quick. Of course. Cool. Thank you. And I will just start kind of bubbling a bit uh, about the introduction stuff, right? I'm super pumped to have you guys here, um, not only talking about the amazing panel of uh, Bitcoin Global and especially also European Bitcoin experts, but also all of you that are listening um, and, and joining these spaces. We haven't done spaces for quite quite some time uh, i don't know why because last time we did it it was actually super successful and like hundreds of people showed up and we thought maybe this time uh, because last time we didn't even have influential really influential people um uh, talking about us about this topic which is basically a couple of relay team members and already that um uh, got people super excited and now we thought look if we do this again we will just uh invite some uh, amazing guests because you as you probably know as kind of the number one bitcoin only brand in europe we have uh, built a, a quite a good network of um, bitcoin experts in europe but also globally um, in the last three years so we are super excited to um, present you this amazing board of, of experts some of them are our advisors some of them are our investors and some of them are just uh, friends and uh, partners uh, of the project. Um, so I'm super pumped to uh, have, for example, Lena Saisha here, ladies first, right? Um, I think I don't think uh, they need to be introduced. I'm just letting the audience know who's on the panel and then we'll just uh, start with a quick uh, introduction and then right into the discussion. So we have Lena Saisha, uh, we have uh, Joe Nakamoto, we have Alex Frankenberg, and we have the one and only <laughs> Jeff Booth in here. Uh, I can't believe you, you made the time. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, it's uh, always um, crazy to me to see how you find time for, for things like that in your super busy schedule. It seems like you have 48 hours a day and not 24. But uh, honestly, I'm really, really, uh, really appreciate you being on the show here. Giacomo Zucco as well uh, will be on the panel, one of our very, very, very early investors and advisors uh, who guided us and kept our focus on, uh, on Bitcoin only and kind of uh, true to our values. And then we have someone who certainly all of you German speakers know, uh, we have the block trainer which is called, uh, in, in real life, he's called Roman. Uh, we are friends for, for years now as well. He was one of the first um, and most influential content creators that invited me to his podcast, uh, like almost probably three years ago, uh, when we first started Relay. And from there, it really took off because obviously he's the number one um, Bitcoin content creator, Bitcoin YouTuber in the German speaking uh, area, the Dach area in Europe. And it's uh, uh, 100 million people that he potentially will reach with his content. Now I think it's a couple of hundred thousands, but uh, after the next bull run, I'm sure it's going to be millions. So thank you guys for, for being here. Um, the topics 
that we want to discuss is basically why are we Bitcoin only? Uh, why does it make sense for any startup uh, to position as Bitcoin only? Because, you know, there's so many other things you could do with you know, crypto, obviously, and just traditional fintech, fiat investments, you know, whatever, uh, that many other startups do. Uh, but in the last couple of years, it was really clear that this Bitcoin-only narrative emerged and became super uh, relevant and more and more significant. More and more companies, but also more and more investors, VCs uh, like Egodeath Capital and Jeff Booth, for example, came to the space and really like uh, are, are, are investing millions um, and a lot of time and a lot of talent is flowing into this Bitcoin-only narrative. So we want to kind of discuss this question of why does it make sense to be Bitcoin-only uh, as a startup, as an investor, uh, as, as a player in the industry, rather than um, going this whole crypto, uh, crypto um, route. Then what is happening in terms of regulation? You know, the SEC in the US, maybe um, Jeff can talk a little bit about that. And then in Europe, what will this mean for EU regulation? Uh, what, what is Mika? Um, how is Mika going to affect companies and the whole industry? And how is the industry going to evolve? Um, also, they're looking at Bitcoin only versus crypto. Like, will this affect uh, or will this affect Bitcoin only companies differently than uh, uh, crypto companies? Will there be a difference between non-custodial and custodial uh, players, for example? And uh, last but not least, I want to talk about why we are not in a bull run yet and what will trigger the next bull run. And there's so many things on the horizon, like uh, the ETF, nine ETFs that are yet to be approved from very, uh, you know, gigantic uh, financial institutions. There's the halving coming up. There's presidential candidates and different big countries that are very Bitcoin friendly and the, about to be elected. Um, there's so much going on, yet the price doesn't move. And so why are we not seeing a bull run yet? And when will you see one? That's kind of the, these are the topics that I would suggest, but obviously in the end, we can talk about whatever uh, it, wherever it will lead us. The main thing is that we have amazing speakers here and the rest will, uh, will certainly follow. Cool, so I want to start uh, asking Jeff, um, you are obviously a very experienced entrepreneur, board member, and investor, and you decided to raise uh, a venture fund beginning of this year, I think, and you already did, uh, like you screened hundreds of companies and you invested in a couple of them, including us. And uh, you are doing this all in like kind of based on this Bitcoin only narrative. Uh, so why for you is being Bitcoin only a good strategy from like a legal or business or tech or whatever ethics point of view? Why does it make sense, you think, for a company uh, to be Bitcoin only? And do you think this Bitcoin only industry will grow? And how will it grow in the next like 10 years? Um, I, th I think first off is most people will chase where the puck is right now instead of where the puck is going. Um, the, um, and where the puck is going is Bitcoin only. Um, and every, I, I believe that an entire financial system is going to be built on top of essentially a peer-to-peer -peer internet backed, uh, that, that is Bitcoin. Um, 
and and that transition is going to take a long time but uh and most of the world doesn't see uh how big that transition is uh but why uh, why because it's actually the biggest biggest thing you could do today that that actually is the most capital efficient and helps create the world that you want to create um so uh so so that's the why i saw uh, if i if i dig into that a, a little bit though um uh when i say most people don't see that or most people don't um when people are hurting financially and everything else they they look for kind of hot money or games and everything else and the entire world rests on a financial system where or trade between humans where a small number of humans gets to manipulate money and everybody else has to pay the consequences that won't work long time long term it won't look like that and and i'm going to say this is a, is important if bitcoin stays decentralized and secure which i think it will because we will make sure it does in other words if 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 the core protocol doesn't change to be able to do something else because because of in, uh, incentives if that security if, uh, if that central uh, decentralization security remains uh which i'll do everything to fight for um then and i'm sure many others will on this call um then it is inevitable that bitcoin reprices the entire global system and the companies that are building on top of bitcoin are going to help accelerate that ha- happening by bringing on uh by bringing on more bitcoiners and building the new a new transition so what in your opinion will happen with all the rest like all these plus 20,000 you know other altcoins crypto projects blockchain like what is that going what's going to happen with that they'll, they'll they will all go to zero it, it, some some of them may take longer to go to zero but they will all go to zero i i've yet to see um an economically rational project rational pro- project that uh that blockchain needed in a database because it costs more to run a, a database other than the decentralization decentralized and security that is the innovation um everything else can move to layer two and three um and and so because 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 people are looking this at it, some people are looking at it as a coin some people are looking at it as a, a financial a quick financial flip um holding it and then selling it for fiat currency was which is which is uh being eroded it's it's to me it's insane when uh when this is a protocol um and the base layer of the protocol is decentralized and secure and there's nothing that anyone in the world can do to um to stop that from essentially my thesis that I talk about prices coming down um prices falling to the marginal cost of production which is the world we should be living in in a free market um if money wasn't manipulated um then if bitcoin stays decentralized and secure then it is measuring the world that i described in other words everybody who's holding bitcoin is uh and measuring their world in bitcoin is already living in the future where prices fall every year and more people are going to join that future 
um, uh, every day. And so that's what's happening. And nothing has changed in my thesis. Not, nothing has changed in Bitcoin. Nothing has just gotten more people joining in transient minority driving this, which means politicians have to keep it. Uh, ha pretty soon you won't be able to be elected without uh, be able to be elected if you're not a bitcoin uh, if you're not uh, for bitcoin and so you can see this moving um and it's repricing the existing system rather than the other way i think julian you and i have talked about this before but because most people are measuring the system from the system they can't see that and uh, they they're measuring the price of bitcoin from the fiat that is being devalued and if you measure in Bitcoin, you'll see what I'm saying is true, that prices fall every, virtually every year. That's fascinating. Uh, I'm looking forward to how this is really going to play out. It's going to be wild. Um, Block Trainer, a.k.a. Roman, you are uh, also active as an entrepreneur yourself. As um, I mean, you, you have built your own business around your, your, your brand and your content. You're a very active YouTuber. You educated probably thousands, if not tens of thousands or one hundreds of thousands people uh, on Bitcoin. And you're strictly Bitcoin only for a long time now. Um, and you also started to kind of be an investor and a contributor to companies and a partner to companies in the Bitcoin only ecosystem. What is your take on uh, how, how can these companies be successful in this Bitcoin only industry and what made you successful? Because I mean, you started not like at the very beginning, you started Multicoin, you were educating about the uh, different things and then you turned Bitcoin only and only that's when actually you really turned, um, it, you know, you, you really, you know, everything really took off for you. Uh, so what are maybe the success factors as a Bitcoin only player in this industry? Uh, it's become really big. Yeah, thank you, Julian. Hello together. <clears throat> so um, I think Bitcoin um, teaches us some fundamental, very important things like um, quality is uh, the is, is much more important, like a uh, quantity. Um, and I think uh, in the end, Bitcoiners understand um, the economic part best. Like, yeah, they're altcoiners, shitcoiners, they want to make fiat money, but they don't realize that nothing of this is really worthful or, or nothing of this is really needed by people. It's just one more gambling thing. And um, over the years, I, I've learned this the hard way, like with partners, with friends, with company uh, members, uh, which are not the Bitcoin only uh, which are, don't understand Bitcoin only. And um, all the time uh, when when this happened, I realized, yeah, it makes problems to work with people which are not um, involved uh, like this, like me. And um, I realized that my best friends are Bitcoiners now. Um, so friends I had before, but also new friends. And uh, I realized that the topics I'm talking about with them are so deep and so more fundamental uh, in every part of, of topics you can talk about, not only money or so it's about uh, physics, it's about um, IT, uh, so so like uh, software engineering or I don't know, right? And uh, in the end, um, so I've learned I only want to work with Bitcoin only companies and Bitcoin only people because um, it's 
just um, it's it's less stressful. It's um, more uh, with the view on on a long run, not the short run, not the fast money. It's more uh, building something um, the society really needs and really want, and um, understanding what what people really want. So I think Bitcoin is the hardest proof that the Austrian economics are right. Like economic things can't be planned from a central party like the state or a central bank. So the people are deciding what they want. Like every everybody has a, has a priority list in his head. And at one time, Bitcoin um, is coming up on, on this priority list and will change every other priority part of your list in your head. And if this moment um, happens, uh, everything else is worthless. Like Bitcoin is the hardest proof of, of, of having something in your, in your pocket, like having your, your work time, your lifetime saved in a, in a good. And um, so I've decided to work with Bitcoin only companies and people. And um, it was the best thing I could do because the focus on Bitcoin uh, makes you uh, or let let's uh, so so you realize when you focus on Bitcoin that everything else is just noise, and um, the focus on Bitcoin allows you to to bring quality that you can't bring if noise is is um, running uh, or, or or disturbing your your ideas, your your thoughts, and all the stuff. So yeah, Bitcoin only is uh, is a decision which can make your life better in all way. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm, I'm really looking forward to how your journey is, is, is moving on with this laser focus. Uh, maybe Joe or, or anyone in the, in, in, the, uh, in the mix here, what from a regulatory point of view do you think is going to change? And like, how will this affect this uh, separation between Bitcoin and crypto? I mean, we are seeing movements mainly from the us now from the sec they basically asked coinbase to stop trading everything but bitcoin uh obviously coinbase is going to court uh, xrp ripple uh, is is going to court uh, back and forth about whether or not there's security but that actually the sec made it pretty clear already that everything except uh, every crypto except bitcoin is a security and requires a security dealership license and therefore basically all these exchanges now uh, should be stopped uh, from trading um, these securities these these altcoins these shitcoins do you think do you guys think this will actually play out like this like will this go through court and what will the world look like uh, in in the next couple of years if that really um, advances like this? Will, will this be crazy good for Bitcoin? Will the cryptos and shitcoins find other ways? And kind of, I'm, I'm super interested in, in learning more on how, how you think about this. And I don't know, maybe Joe, you've maybe covered this on Cointelegraph as a journalist, this topic. Sure, thanks, Julian. Um, and I do appreciate the irony of um, taking part in a Bitcoin-only space while working for, you know, Cointelegraph, which obviously covers the entire crypto space. I mean, in the uh, in the in the sort of preamble to your question, there you illustrated the SEC stance on these things, and it just comes across as completely confused, doesn't it? On the one hand, you have these private meetings between Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, and uh, the head honchos at the SEC, where, according to the Financial Times. He was told to delist every other, you know, shitcoin um, 
on the exchange and only you know trade bitcoin because that's the only one that isn't a security and yet you also have these you know the clamp down was it two months ago now or three months ago now from the, the sec which basically explained everything was security except for a few tokens like ethereum wasn't really noted but ethereum staking was um so i think in the us right now there needs to be more clarity i think that that's what everyone in the in the space is sort of calling for um with regards to the future i mean yeah the idealist and the optimist in me would love a future in which everyone understands the importance of bitcoin and that we all come around to this moment but um that might happen naturally as opposed to it being due to regulation you know harking back to what jeff was saying earlier you know if if this is going to be this moment where we transition to a brand new monetary standard then everything sort of will die because of that right because it will be built atop bitcoin that doesn't mean to say there won't be you know scams and shit coins maybe on bitcoin because that that could theoretically be possible um with you know tokens coming to bitcoin but um at least it would be built on this sound monetary standard um but again I'm, I'm not i'm not super into the weeds with the technicalities of it all um in europe i mean you you'll know this julian and the guys at relay best than i will maybe lena as well um Canute and Giacomo are, are, of course, in the audience too. So maybe they'd be able to comment a bit more on the European standpoint, as I don't really spend a lot of time with that, despite the fact that I do live in Europe. Um, so maybe could I could I sort of defer to to Giacomo or Canute for this one? Of course, of course. Who wants to jump in? Well, since I was mentioned, I can also hi everybody. First of all, I can probably bring uh, a somewhat uh, different perspective and somewhat co contrarian perspective to this. Uh, point about regulation helping uh, companies to get uh, Bitcoin only. I think that uh, in the short term, of course, reducing the amount of uh, crazy crypto bullshit is a net positive for everybody. But on the long term, reducing noise because of some kind of centralized political imposition will only make things uh, worse. Basically, instead of giving the market time to distinguish a signal from noise, and instead of giving the market time to understand why, uh, from a theoretical point of view, there is no uh, way to replicate uh, uh, digital scarcity. So the, the point is that you can only discover digital scarcity, one. You cannot replicate that an infinite amount of time. And then when you try to replicate it, uh, the only way you can convince the market to not uh, dilute uh, the value among uh, one billion of uh, of uh, infinite supply coins, but only uh, on Bitcoin and your shitcoin, the only way is to make your shitcoin at least uh, 10,000 better than Bitcoin. But you can't because Bitcoin is already built on very, very subtle and very, very uh, delicate uh, set of trade-offs. So when you try to change one in order to try to become 10 times better than Bitcoin, you will uh, definitely lose the others. And also you will have to start from scratch with no price discovery, with no liquidity. And liqu lack of liquidity will hurt any kind of uh, niche use case you try to cultivate. Like you want to do privacy, but if there is no liquidity, there is no basically unknown set to your uh, privacy shitcoin. You may want to do uh, like a fast and cheap cheap transfers but if there is no liquidity you have to, you need people to sell bitcoin for the for the shitcoin and then to transact and then to go back to bitcoin which is a which is also a, a scalability and price 
and the velocity bottleneck. So you cannot basically uh, reproduce this kind of uh, digital scarcity and any kind of endeavor that you can do by printing money, by printing new token, you can do it better uh, just building on top of Bitcoin, reusing the digital scarcity that was already discovered in a neutral and uh, and peer-to-peer and decentralized way without creating your own kind of private money. So the market is going to understand these uh, slowly with a lot of trial, uh, trial and error processes and uh, having politicians, including politicians like Gary Gensler, that were basically pals with uh, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried uh, in, uh, in, in scamming people with, uh, with FTX uh, uh, shitcoin operations, will not help things. It's like when you, when you try to educate, educate people on alcohol, uh, prohibition in America created way more alcoholism and, uh, and poisoned drinks than everything else. It's, it's all, all the same thing. So uh, I think that in the long term, this will, this will be a bad news for education, but still eventually Bitcoin will still win because it's just, uh, it's just a point of economical, uh, economical logic. So eventually digital scarcity will win over uh, proliferation of infinite supply of shitcoins. Also because the, all, the, all your incentives are broken, as, uh, uh, as a block trainer said before, the point to stay in Bitcoin only is focus. Uh, when you try to disperse your energy in following the last crypto fed, you may try to navigate it just to make uh, some, some money, but then you will eventually be, uh, the, your focus will be destroyed. Think about, I don't know, a hardware company that instead of just doing Bitcoin at their wallet now have to uh, follow one million of shit coins cannot even cover multi-sig uh, use cases. So now they have to basically uh, use uh, central servers to do the multi-sig because uh, the, all these shit coins are single, uh, are single, uh, like single, single sign. So it's, it's, a, it's a loss of focus, a tremendous la- loss of focus. Of course, in the short term, uh, we are uh, like there are mixed feelings because I am certainly happy that I was uh, uh, intellectually grat- gratified uh, about telling my clients for years that getting into shitcoin was also long-term a uh, legal risk because uh, Bitcoin is, uh, is something. So I don't think that Bitcoin will, uh, Bitcoin only company will face some kind of political risk some, uh, sometimes because the point of Bitcoin is to fight the monopoly uh, on money of the Federal Reserve, basically. This is not a fight that will uh, just go down uh, like, a, like a picnic, like a friendly, like a friendly discussion. This will, will go down probably with, with a lot of bloodshed, like uh, the, the battle between uh, the dollar and gold in the 30s uh, basically went, uh, uh, went to the extreme of gold confiscation from private citizens in the U.S., so eventually, uh, being Bitcoin only will not uh, co- uh, will not preserve our centralized companies from uh, uh, state uh, uh, censorship or uh, state confiscation or limitation of the the things we can do. But at least the risk, the legal risk, is uh, again focused on something uh, manageable. So we know that we are competing with the Fed. So we know that uh, they would like to shut down Bitcoin. They cannot because because Bitcoin, unlike eGold, is a uh, is decentralized so they will they will try to stop all the uh, centralized bottlenecks like exchanges or wallet producers so we we will have to fight 
But if you fight on one thing, you can concentrate your effort, you can concentrate your strategies, you can basically focus, and you can basically resist more. You can uh, create more escape strategies, more uh, regulatory arbitrage. If you try to follow the crypto Fed, that will include any kind of security fraud, any kind of Ponzi scheme, any kind of, any kind of misleading marketing or false marketing, any kind of pseudo-technical uh, bullshit in order to lure uh, to lure uh, lure uh, um, retail investors in. Uh, so if you go there, there is a unkept, uh, there is basically a unbounded uh, legal risk. If you stay Bitcoin only, we will still have legal risk, but uh, it, it will be bounded. It will be uh, like it will be uh, in a sphere which is predictable in a way. So it's it's certainly better. So I'm not happy about the. I, I'm I'm happy that more and more companies are going Bitcoin only. I'm not happy if that happens because of state interference in the market uh, trial and error process. It would be better if people understood, but that's also happening. Like, uh, I don't know, uh, I, let, let me mention some names. Uh, good companies like uh, Trezor started with a lot of shitcoin support and then they, they went more and more Bitcoin only, at least in the events they support and they have a firmware which is Bitcoin only. Uh, companies like CoinKite, they were supporting Litecoin, now they are Bitcoin only. Companies like uh, Hodlodl, they were, they were also doing Litecoin or Monero stuff and now they're at least uh, in, as a focus, they are going more and more Bitcoin only. So this thread, like Bitcoin Magazine started uh, just like uh, Cointelegraph that Joe was mentioning before but then they went kind of bitcoin only with maybe uh, the exception of this latest uh, uh, ordinal uh, bullshit and so there is a trend which is already there for for reasons of market discovery which is positive uh, i i think that the uh, the political imposition will probably be a short-term good but a long-term uh, like a long-term damage to the to the discovery of why bitcoin only in a way it's like it's a, it's interesting uh, like julian knows that one of the reasons I, I got interested in in rely many years ago was a bitcoin, that it was a bitcoin only company the other was that there was a way at least under at least below the limits to buy bitcoin without explicit kyc which i think is very very good and i think it's like symmetrical uh, if you try to stay uh, peer to peer kyc free non custodial so if you try to avoid uh, state intervention in uh, identity management and uh, user de-anonymization, then you you save money in the short term but then the government will eventually attack you and try to restrict you. They will try to regulate you. Uh, but uh, uh, but uh, now you save money because you don't need to sustain a KYC department. If you go Bitcoin only and you uh, don't uh, follow the shitcoin feds, you lose some money in the short term because you cannot like imagine a, a hardware wallet, which is Bitcoin only will have to make money only selling hardware wallets. And there are so many people that can buy an hardware wallet. So it's a, it's a business which is more challenging. If you just make money, getting money from, from shitcoin scammers in order to integrate the shitcoin, so if that becomes the, the, the business model, during alt seasons, you can make a lot of money short term. But then long term, we will have more regulatory trouble because, again, your risk becomes unbounded. You, uh, if, if we want to... Uh, to challenge the, the Federal Reserve uh, and the IMF and whatever uh, to a geopolitical level. We already have a lot of 
regulatory problems to face to to prepare for that's a lot of work to do if you add to that also uh trying to uh to work around the the sec and try to uh basically uh take part to every kind of ponzi scheme and security fraud that becomes even harder so i will not cheer for uh, the uh um, like compulsory bitcoin only new age but uh, I will definitely cheer for more and more company organically discovering that Bitcoin only is uh, in a very efficient and very productive and very incentive aligning kind of uh, trend to follow. I really like a lot of things that you said there, mainly also this, uh, that the, it's all about focus, right? And I think that's also a major success factor if you remain true to the Bitcoin um, purpose, the Bitcoin values, which is, you know, Bitcoin only um, as low KYC as possible, non-custodial, you know, owning, t taking control of your own future. Um, that's, th that's also rewarded in, uh, in kind of legal and um, compliance and regulatory perspective. Because, for example, what's happening with Mika now in Europe, and that we, we obviously see that uh, firsthand at Relay, is that every company will need to do, we need to get a, a Mika license if, if, if they want to be active in Bitcoin or crypto, for that matter, in, in, in several European countries and all the e, 40 EU countries. And so you will need to do um, KYC and stuff like that on your customers. So you, you will need to do a lot. And other, other than that, you're just not going to be allowed to be operational. The more, though, you are Bitcoin only and the more you are non-custodial and the more you are peer-to-peer -peer, instead of being uh, like, you know, the, the major exchanges today, uh, altcoin first or crypto first and, and custodial and very centralized players, the more they will suffer. Uh, I mean, they will suffer more and the more you are true to the Bitcoin values, peer-to-peer, um, -peer, non-custodial and so forth, the less you will suffer, which, which is actually interesting as well that we not only did we position ourselves uh, like that for kind of ideological reasons, but in the end it also really makes sense business-wise. And that's why I think it's a really good decision for a lot of companies to be and stay Bitcoin only and, and non-custodial because they will be not left alone, but at least, um, you know, really not on the focus of the radar of the regulators, they will be able to offer better products, better UX, UI, better onboarding experience, better user experience and so forth, because they are less regulated, because uh, they are less risky for the users. They are not, you know, costing the funds and they are not offering uh, Ponzi schemes and other speculative assets and securities. Uh, and so forth. So that's, I, I really like what you said, is that the market will sort it out uh, as well because uh, of this, of, if, if uh, companies and entrepreneurs start understanding that Bitcoin only is really having these uh, advantages as well. And I also I like have what a question, Lian. Yes, so, please, sorry. please, Linda. And, and hi. Um, so just to like play devil's advocate for a bit, how safe do you feel in that? Because as, so I agree with everything you said. Um, personally, yeah, my company is European, but I don't offer financial products, right? So really my only touching points from a regulatory standpoint are pretty much commerce, e-commerce products and Bitcoin related just really when it comes to payments and banks not wanting to give us bank accounts, right? But um, uh, what Giacomo said, in the end, you are challenging 
the you're challenging the monetary world order right with with bitcoin so yes for now it's great to see um, a less regulatory focus on bitcoin only companies how safe do you feel in that staying that way like how like do you think that could change in the long term I think Jeff should answer that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, and and Lena, let me jump into that, and because I have a maybe a different take than Jack Mo, but 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 close. Um, I, I think you have to move up a level, and you have to say, kind of, why are we all Bitcoiners, and why what, what's happening here, and 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 you think about um, why uh, why is an honest ledger that runs the world that connects everybody a bad thing. And so, so remember, everything else has to fight what I just said. The entire world construct has to fight. Why is an honest ledger bad for society? And and so it, the entire structure we live in doesn't doesn't have truth on its side. It has dishonesty, and it and the money that comes to fund that dishonesty comes from the system of dishonesty. And more and more people are waking up to that every day. Um, and and so the centralizing function that drives all the power differential in the world, and we call we call them elites. They should be called thieves. Um, and so that so that 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 theft from other people on this planet comes from that dishonest ledger, and that's that's the world we live in today. And and it has to get worse. It has to get a lot worse. It has to centralize to pe- keep things in order, and that has to commu- that has to block communication channels. It has to essentially take any centralized service, and it has to if if Microsoft owns GitHub and code is on GitHub, then the U.S. government could go and say, "I don't want this code on your Git on GitHub anymore," and they'd have to take it down. And and that's why kind of Bitcoin and Noster and everything else is developing the other way. Now, what does that look like? An honest ledger that's developing the other way, driven bottom up by people. What it looks like is even if every government, in the end, it looks like governments are way smaller and they serve us. That's what it looks like. On the way through, um, it looks like some governments and some people understand that and some don't. And there's this 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 fight that Giacomo talks about, but the fight will be won by the decentralization because it's in us. It's uh, and and so every nation. So if if every other country said we're against this, all the Bitcoin companies would move to El Salvador or the next country that is going to make Bitcoin legal because it's in it's in people's best interests. And remember, people change the laws to be able to support what they want. And the laws are impacted by, by money. And so today the laws are enacted by people that are driving those, uh, those laws around broken money and changing the laws to be able to protect the existing system. That is changing because more and more people are starting to wake up to an honest ledger would run the world better. Um, and, and, and those people largely on this call, but lots of others too, you have no idea how high this goes um, in our fund. Um, some of the top names in finance, some of the top names in, like the, some people that you don't know are Bitcoiners, 
that are hard, hardcore Bitcoiners advocating everything possible to move this. So it's going to move no matter what. It's inevitable. But it's going to be really um, – some countries are going to win and they're going to, they're going to embrace this. Some countries are going to lose by not embracing it. Some companies are going to win. Some, some companies are going to, to lose. Some companies are going to um, make a bunch of mistakes. I just know for me why I'm in it. I'm Bitcoin only. Um, this is where we're going. Um, and I'm going to do everything in my power to, to influence the, the time speed of this because it's the right thing for humanity. Do, yeah, I, just, I, to, uh, oh, just to just to clarify my my point a little bit. Oh, no, sorry, Lena. I I basically agree with with Jeff. I think my 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 pessimism is more about timing. It's like uh, if you are in the Russia in ninety twenty, you know that market forces are good for humanity and price discovery is good for humanity, and they can manage stuff better than uh, the Soviet. And you know that eventually the Soviet will fail because truth is on the side of market forces and price discovery. But then you will have to wait for 70 years for that to happen. So sometimes short-term dynamic can be very, very nasty before the truth uh, wins. I have no doubt that we win in the end. Just adding to that, though, the beautiful thing about this, which will speed this timing, it's not going to be tomorrow, but the beautiful thing about this is going to speed this timing is people with Bitcoin have the flexibility to move and they're going to move yeah, to yeah. places. And I so, agree. so in, also... in, in past, in past, you could, a country could run financial repression on you and you had no place to go. You couldn't leave. This is different today. Yeah, the cycles are getting faster in time. That's true. So we will probably not have to wait 70 years. And uh, as Jeff said, space is also a different matter. So you can do geographical arbitrage way better now that you could back then. And Bitcoin is a key component in that. But uh, still, I will not. Uh, uh, my, my point was just not to uh, fall under the uh, naive impression that regulators will help us fighting scams. Like the, the SEC is responsible for many of the scams that exist because they basically give free passes to the friends to scam people and they keep people out of stock investment, incentivizing shitcoin business. So the SEC is not our friend. But in the end, we agree that truth will win. And not only that, we, I also agree with Jeff that while we do this fight, Bitcoin only is the way to go. Also because we will have a fight to, to fight. So it's better to focus all the strength into what matters, which is privacy, which is uh, uh, freedom of the users, the freedom, freedom of transaction, uh, fighting censorship. So wasting time and effort into protecting policy schemes is, is a definitely a very, very, very bad strategy. So in the end, practically, I think we agree perfectly. Uh, this is Alex speaking. Just a, a, a quick <clears throat> remark. I think that there are two scenarios uh, possible: the, the the regulatory fight that tries to kill uh, the access to, <clears throat> to to bit to Bitcoin and try to um, uh, reduce the movement or maybe even kill it. So just like the US did in 1935 when they outlawed gold, and it could be coordinated in the EU. EU and, and, and US. So that would be a very negative scenario. I think also there could be a very positive scenario, positive in a way that uh, one of the larger countries, maybe the US or, or Europe or China or, or other one by one, adopt Bitcoin and just like El Salvador, 
show a good performance, show an improvement of the quality of life, the the the, uh, the economy, the standard of life, uh, satisfaction of the people, and and I think anything between those scenarios, very negative and very positive, is possible. And I think our our mandate, our task as Bitcoiner, is to push it towards the positive scenario. So it's just not happening by itself. We have influence on that, and I think we should do everything we can do to to push for a positive. Um, adoption scenario among the countries in the world. Yeah, I think it's also uh, like what you say is game theory, right? In the end, if there's a, a government that doesn't like Bitcoin, like let's say, for example, in Turkey, they don't want you um, using Bitcoin for payments, right? Then those who can afford it, which is going to be more and more people in the Bitcoin space in the in the long term and companies in the, in the Bitcoin space, they're going to go elsewhere because there's always going to be a country, a government, um, a, a region that welcomes Bitcoin and Bitcoiners, right? The thing I just have, and this, we're pretty much in line with what you said, Giacomo, was um, I don't think all regulators are, are evil and, and whatnot, and I don't want to generalize this, right? But I don't think it is, I, I, I don't like that we would celebrate regulation when it weeds out the, 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 the shit coins or whatnot. Obviously, that's great because it's, it's common sense, right? But there's nothing that wouldn't say they wouldn't come for for Bitcoin later. It's just a low hanging fruit, you know. And so, especially looking at many countries in the EU, they don't exactly have a great track record of not trying to acquire control in many ways, right? So I see um, going to different countries that in different parts of the world, there's a very different approach to to life, and the EU. If in my experience, there's regulatorily speaking likes to con likes control, right? whereas in other places you tend to have more freedoms, um, and that that's just why I would say I wouldn't feel so safe from a regulatory standpoint. But yes, um, we can move, we can vote with our feet, and we will, and that is why Bitcoin will win in the end, and it will drive even governments even regulators like that into them having to say like oops if we want a part if we want a piece of this cake actually we have to adjust and then you get to the point where you say oh the government has to serve the people which is how it should be but it got lost along the way well thanks to our monetary system yep um one one thing on this like i don't think that regulatory Uh, the, the regulation is a is a problem right now because they focus on on scams and so on. So in the end, I I agree to Giacomo. I don't think re we need uh, regulators for for being um, uh, humans and and making our own decisions. I think the market will decide. But at this point, um, I don't fear regulation because. Bitcoin is is like a Trojan horse, and uh, every time they don't focus on Bitcoin, it's good for us. So let them fight the altcoins. It's not our problem, so it's not our business. We can be happy because they don't focus on Bitcoin, and I think that's probably okay. Yeah, and oh, maybe, yeah, for sure. 
maybe not every country, as Jeff said, needs to uh, adopt. Like there's only a little one needed, uh, a little ones like El Salvador, like Madeira, for example. And I see Knut hasn't had the, the opportunity to talk yet, so I really want to give him quickly the word because Knut, you are, for example, together with Jeff as well, uh, working on Free Madeira, um, and you know Madeira and El Salvador and a couple of other countries, maybe soon Argentina, if their uh, Bitcoin-friendly presidential candidate is elected, will will follow, right? So maybe this is enough. This is like the first uh, energy from for the first steps from these countries that will make this difference that we just talked about, and then, as Lena said, we will vote with with our feet. How you, how do you see this, Knut? Yeah, hello everyone. I, I'd like to expand on a couple of the points that uh, Jeff and Giacomo mentioned uh, and maybe provide a, a slightly different perspective. Um, as uh, Giacomo said, the, absolute, the discovery of absolute scarcity cannot be replicated. Um, but to go a, a bit deeper there, the, the thing that was discovered was resistance to replicability. And the shitcoins, you can view them as attempts at replicating re resistance to replicability. And what happens is it goes up and then it plummets and it goes down forever because you cannot replicate it. Uh, it, it has the first mover advantage. And what it is, is an agreement on a fixed set of rules, uh, which we converge around because every Bitcoiner sees that uh, this thing is working and then we realize that it enables this absolute scarcity, which is also infinitely divisible uh, on layer two and layer three, at, at least, and uh, also teleportable to anywhere in the world. Uh, in other words, it's perfect, damn near perfect money. Uh, and any sound person wants that. And all the problems we're talking about here with the regulatory risks and stuff, it's they're only problems in the old world and they're not problems on a bitcoin standard so if you do your business in bitcoin and and you uh, accept bitcoin for your goods and services one way or another like as long as you don't touch the banking system you're fine no one's going to come after you you're 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 living in the future and all the problems are in the past already uh, the future is already here it's not it's just not evenly distributed, as the saying goes. So, so the more you choose to live in Bitcoin, on Bitcoin, with Bitcoin, and as Jeff said, it is us, and Bitcoin is literally us, because the information about the Bitcoin is the Bitcoin. So it lives within us. Uh, not only if you memorize your seed phrase, but all of it is just keeping a secret. All of the miners all of the computers involved, all of the nodes, they're just software. And what is software? What is a computer? It's, it's just a fancy abacus to help us calculate stuff. So it's just an extension of our brain. So at its core, Bitcoin lives within all Bitcoiners. So all Bitcoiners are incentivized to help one another and trade with one another and be, be fucking awesome to one another. And we also have the incentive to help Bitcoin succeed. So, so all the incentives are aligned in our favor. And there is nothing uh, that any evil actor can, can do to stop that. Because all the evil actors and all the misguided actors and all the... I, 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 like, I, I don't like calling politicians evil because I think that's the system that sort of makes them do evil things rather than them being evil by default. Many of them probably think that they good, do good things, but 
as we know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So uh, the project in Madeira, for instance, uh, the reason uh, that we chose to, to work with the president there is uh, that hyper-Bitcoinization can either be a, a smooth ride or a violent one. And if we choose the smooth route where we orange pill the people in the parliaments so they're on our side already, then, well, less violence into, into the future. But the point I want to make is, like, you choose to which extent you live in the future and to which extent you live in the past. And the future is us. It's literally us. Yeah, when I when I think about regulation, I I just go through through just this really simple thought experiment with the world we live in today. Um, all regulation, all of it, to protect you from losing your money, is on top of a system designed to steal your money. How could it look any other different? How could it look any different than it looks today? And hiring more people to be able to force regulation on top of a system that is based on a, a, a based on dishonest ledger only replic makes it stronger and that's why i say say it so i just tune i where i say i don't tune it out completely because we're invested in companies and we have to move the, these companies if if they have to be uh if they have to be moved and we have to be inside and understand all of this ha happening but do I worry about this at all long term? Like, do I actually worry about it actually changing the course of Bitcoin? No, I don't. Because because every time you say what I just said, more people wake up to the uh, fact that they're living in a lie and they start to investigate what's happening on Bitcoin. And 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 what and that's what everyone on this call is already there. And that's what Kunu just said. As they investigate Bitcoin at a deeper level, an honest ledger, they can um, that we control, people control, governments in turn get a lot smaller and they serve us. It's just, a it's going to be a natural transition. Now it is going to be messy on the way through. And most people on the planet don't see what we're talking about right now. <clears throat> so what they do is they feed the system. They actually make it stronger by yelling at the system and taking sides against this coin or this coin or this regulator or this rate, thinking that I can solve this by putting a new regulator in place um, on top of that dishonest ledger. And, and it's pretty obvious that that won't work. And it'll only make, make what we're doing stronger as people start to understand it. But if you just deal kind of in first principles and you take the high road, this is a really hard fight to win from a system of lies. Just a, a quick reply there to, to add a point about why we agree to this fixed set of rules. It's because we've done the work and we know that we can we can check the system ourselves to see that it is more expensive to break the rules than to just follow them and just just trade with one another and be awesome to one another. So so that's 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 it. When we see when when it clicks, when you see that, when you see that the system is more expensive to cheat than to just follow the rules. There's no, there's no incentive left to, to try to cheat the system. You just have to surrender to it because it's better on all levels for everyone. I, I, Jeff, I, I, I totally, I mean, we all agree that I think in the end, <clears throat> the, a, a sound money system based on Bitcoin will be superior to anything 
mankind has seen before. The big question really is how do we get there and how messy does it really get? Because if it get, I mean, the, the justification of the, of the uh, reserve banks to print money really is to not keep this, I mean, keep the system running. Maybe that's one justification, but the other justification really is to avoid mass unemployment, complete meltdown of the system, you know, riots on the street. And, and, you know, we won't benefit from a superior monetary standard based on Bitcoin if the path towards that, that new world is filled with bodies on the street. So the question really is how do we make it work so that the transition is somehow smooth, as smooth as it can be. My, my, yeah, my other and, yeah, Alex, that, that that question can't actually be answered because when you're dealing with an economy or human body, or you're dealing with a chaotic, a chaotic system instead of a linear system, and there's so many inputs to that. And depending where you are and the time you are, it actually can't be answered. What can you do? What can you individually do? instead of what everyone else does to be able to help that. That's what you should ask. And individually, you could spend more time in Bitcoin. You could invest in Bitcoin companies. You can, you can, t- you, you can talk about it. You can spend your Bitcoin and then replace. Um, you can live on a Bitcoin standard now. All of these things accelerate the, the path. Building companies that provide very real value to other people, looking to be able to connect that value, um, is... Uh, like explaining the internet to people in early nineties and what it was going to do would be a tough road. Developing the iPhone um, that just makes it easy with no instruction manual manual on how to use the iPhone brings on billions of people. So, so what's happening now is now on for, for a long time, Bitcoin, all you could do is hold it and get wealthy or protect your wealth from getting eroded. That's all you could do. Um, and, and so a lot of people built alternatives that they said, I'm going to build a better Bitcoin, a faster Bitcoin and everything else. Of course, the market is going to do that. Um, and they, they misread what it actually is, that base layer. But now what's happening is, and I see it, I see this from a whole bunch of people that were in this other space that are moving back to Bitcoin because now you can build real value. And the type of value that's emerging and what's going to what's going to happen on top of this to make it way easier to to hopefully bring on billions of people before they're destroyed in this existing system? Um, that's the race we're on. What can each individual person do uh, do on that? I, 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 I've said this multiple times, but I felt um, before I started the fund, I was a hypocrite. Um, I knew all of this. I knew where it was going. I held a bunch of Bitcoin. Um, and I invested 90% of my time in the existing uh, fiat world on all the boards and everything else. And I had to, when I realized that, that's why I started the fund. I had to move my time to, to spend more time in the world I wanted to see. And I think each one of us has that, has that ability to do so. Um, we don't have to just wait. We don't have to, we don't, and as more people understand their power in making the change, the change just emerges, and more people, more people are helped out in that change. Um, it will be messy. It will be messy. Today, if 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 we went into a deflationary spiral, which isn't out of the question, 
um, what's happening in China right now, um, what's happening all over uh, all over the world right now, people will be begging for more printing of money, and they'll make the state stronger. Um, so either way, the, the $400 trillion of debt in the world today is already insolvent. Just most people are acting like it isn't insolvent, and they're paying for it through their real wages being taken away each year by, by more and more. At some point, a lot of people are going to get hurt by that. And the most likely course is proxy wars and wars expanding because too many people think there's a solve within the system and this person is going to save them and they transfer their individual power to that person and their individual rights and freedoms go away as they get taken taken to war that is the most likely i wish i didn't have to say that the probable path it's why i wrote my book um what changes that path all of us every single person every uh driving that it is what bitcoin is it's us Yeah, I totally agree. To to add to add to that answer, like if if I try to answer the question you posed, it's like uh, it, you you cannot know how messy it will get, but you you know that the the more you live in Bitcoin with Bitcoiners on Bitcoin in the Bitcoin space, the less messy it's going to get for you. So there's a there's a relationship there, and and also uh, the flip side of that coin as as jeff alluded to is that you you uh, you simultaneously take away power from the old system by by being in this bitcoin shadow economy or whatever you may call it this is this is sort of what happened in czechoslovakia when uh, when they broke out of com communism right uh, if i get my history right here that a, a shadow society was built from the ground up and eventually that uh, overthrew the, uh, the the old regime and this is the way we do it we 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 ignore the noise coming from above and we build from from below but, it, but can I, I just want to add to that too and because i just think it's important for bitcoiners too and every single person should react the way they they want to but if your reaction to what you want is actually making the existing system stronger by yelling at it or saying that, then then maybe there's a different way you could do that to actually build to build this faster. So, and and because the natural thing, the natural thing is to look at WEF, which is like it's a it's hard to imagine that we have a thousand person uh, or uh, 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 an organization funded by a thousand of the biggest companies in the world influencing policy around the world. It's hard to imagine. But I know actually some individual people who go to that conference each year, and they don't know that they're part of a construct. So I could I could yell at my friend and say you're you're a horrific person and everything else, or I could and and what they would do is just tune me out and not listen, or I could chat with them in a different way, um, and all of a sudden they open their eyes to see what uh, what uh, what this is, and we think and and I see this all over the place in, in Twitter, but we talk, we think individually we're, we're, the, we're the actor in our own movie. But when we look at other people, we, we, we say, oh, they're part of that company, so all of those people are exactly the same, that, that outgroup bias that we had cast on them. I can tell you guaranteed, because I know some of the people in some of these other things, and they're the strongest Bitcoin activists are, around, working from the inside out 
to be able to uh, to move this. Yet, what yet what Twitter would look like is is all of those people are bad. That entire group of people uh, are, are bad people. It's just not true. Indi- individually, we all make a difference, um, and and every company looks like a whole bunch of individuals as well. Absolutely agree on that. What amazing points! I could listen for uh, forever. Uh, what, one thing is that you said we obviously have um, an incentive or motive or reason to try to make this transition, um, you know, smooth and and you know, uh, hopeful for for everyone. Um, as smooth as possible is do you think this trend of presidential candidates um, outspoken being Bitcoin and Bitcoin only proponents like in the US, uh, Robert um, F. Kennedy and in Argentina, you know, Javier Millet. And and I think there are many more uh, potential presidential candidates also in Mexico and other uh, South American and and global countries. Do you think that's an important step towards this uh, smooth transition? Is this positive? It's, it, it's, it, it's positive, and it, so the interesting fact, I was uh, RFK Jr.'s first lightning transaction, um, so his first personal lightning transaction was from, from me, but, um, but on, on that, it actually doesn't, so the intransigent minority um, will carry that. Bitcoiners, we are, they, we don't care, and it actually doesn't matter of politician, right, eventually, this is going to move and the only politicians that will get elected will be Bitcoiners because the people will demand it. Um, and you're already seeing a large enough base in Bitcoin. Um, elections are swung by tiny amounts. And if if you lose that Bitcoin vote, I don't know if you can win an election. Or if certainly, maybe you can in the next election. The one after that, you won't be able to. Um, so, so you're going to have politicians racing to you um, and trying to, uh, trying to, and I, again, trying to get elected by, by, by forming to you, but that'll give the, again, people more power and the, and, and, and the politicians, once that's cho- chosen, whether they're a bad politician or a good politician, it won't matter because the next step is going to just enforce that. It's going to reinforce that. And there's going to mean more, more of us in that, uh, in that. So it's just a path, Julian. So, yeah, I think um, in the end, uh, everything we see right now is um, that more people understand this. And I think um, even for countries, uh, Bitcoin has a priority at one point. We see that the dollar narrative dies, like um, even uh, China and others uh, try to bring a new currency, a new world currency. We, we don't know if they're really... Uh, successful with this, but we see um, the dollar uh, the dollar narrative dies, and um, the people uh, realize we can um, we can use uh, something like the dollar or another con- currency is controlled by one central party, or we can use a currency which no one controls. And um, yeah, in the end, this is Bitcoin. And um, yeah, I don't think that this is just a hype on the um, for, for politicians. Um, it's more like uh, they realize that Bitcoin can help us a lot. 
um, if we see or, or if we take a look at China, for example, Hong Kong or Shenzhen, um, this uh, this uh, zones were not controlled by the state for I don't know twenty years, and they had a phenomenal um, uh, economic um, uh, rising, and uh, which are the power of China today, uh, based on on a free market, and now China. Um, took over with the socialist system over this um, uh, two um, areas like uh, uh, um, Hong Kong and Shenzhen. And now the, the economic rising is stopped or, or degrowth. And we see, yeah, if the market is free, um, people uh, will have better lives, will invent better technologies and uh, yeah, you, you have more value in the end for the people. So um, that's a thing which could be useful for a, for a politician to um, make the life for your people better and uh, being loved by your society. And I think this is one reason for uh, the president Bukele in El Salvador, for um, uh, Javier Millet in uh, Argentina, or even for Robert F. Kennedy to realize, uh, yeah, you can use this for, for yourself. And yeah, even if no one of them will be a president in the next um, area or in the next time frame, uh, now this is a topic which uh, everyone is talking about and uh, it will never go away. It's like an idea. If an idea is born, it's, it's now there, right? And uh, yeah, it's a step-by-step -step, um, development. And even, yeah, what, what Alex... Um, Uh, feared, like if the fiat system dies, uh, how much damage this will create. I think in the end, this is a point where more people realize that they need an alternative. Jeff uh, talked about this in the beginning and I'm absolutely with him. Uh, let the system die um, with, with all steps, the system getting more worse. Uh, more people are interested in a solution like Bitcoin. And um, I think we're on a good way. So, yeah, let me try to play the bad cop uh, again, even uh, if I don't like like cops uh, very much. So I think that uh, uh, I'm less optimistic about uh, a, a strict relationship between the will of the people and the result of elections. I think that uh, democratic election game theoretically are mostly a game where everybody tries to live uh, on expenses of everybody else. So they, they tend to produce very collectivistic results. But even if for some reason uh, the, the incentives align to actually elect uh, officials to implement good policies and not bad policies, uh, even in that case, usually the, the current, uh, the incumbent power will fix elections, elections with the media. They, they will just create a media narrative where uh, like uh, Kennedy is, uh, is a criminal, Bukele is a dictator and, and so on. Uh, Millet will, uh, will receive the same treatment. Even if that doesn't work, I think they will just fix election in a more practical way, just changing the votes, because I'm absolutely certain that they are not uh, in no country in the world. The government are uh, the, the powers of the government do not directly have a possibility to fix the election. But I agree that in some countries. Uh, so I think that nation states today, they uh, when they they relate with Bitcoin, they are basically two kinds of relationship. One is negative because Bitcoin, if used by their people, Uh, Bitcoin will reduce the power of censorship, money confiscation, uh, like uh, trade control, uh, capital flight. They will, they will lose censorship power 
and they will also lose inflation power because uh, they can keep they can keep printing fiat. But if uh, savers and uh, and uh, investors uh, they will basically move uh, uh, wealth to Bitcoin, this fiat will just uh, inflate into nothing without extracting money with the Cantillon uh, tax. So Bitcoin is bad for a government because it takes away two of the most powerful things a government do as a job and modern nation states do, which is censorship, also political censorship. Think about uh, uh, blocking payment to Julian Assange or other, other kind of political censorship. So the government will lose censorship power and most importantly, uh, inflation power. But on the other hand, the government will gain a resistance to censorship by other governments and inflation by other governments. Since the United States of America right now are at the top of the food pyramid of censorship and inflation in all the world, they export inflation in all the rest of the world, and they basically can censor financial transactions anywhere. Uh, there is an interesting effort. If you are a nation state, uh, you have to you basically have a ratio. If uh, the amount, if uh, like the damage that Bitcoin will do to your capacity to uh, extract wealth from your citizens uh, the, via censorship and confiscation and inflation uh, is less than, than the amount of, uh, of power you will gain to avoid censorship and inflation from other countries, then you may actually love Bitcoin as a nation state. So I think that's the case for El Salvador. Even if uh, people in El Salvador didn't realize Bitcoin is good, for the nation state of El Salvador, it is good because uh, they don't have a fiat money they can print. So they just suffer inflation without uh, any uh, local benefit. Same goes for Ecuador, Panama, many republics in, uh, in Africa. They just have to suffer the, the euro without uh, any kind of uh, local advantage for the government. Uh, and on the other hand, if there is like, think about Panama, the state of Panama, they don't even tax people very much. They have the canal. They just uh, they just uh, take the rent from the canal. They don't care for uh, following people to uh, steal money from them via taxation. It's not their business model. Think about most of the uh, Dubai Emirates. They don't really tax people uh, to to survive to fund the government. There is some of that, but mostly it's funded by funded by other kind of deals, uh, oil and other things. These kind of governments will have very little to lose from uh, Bitcoin adoption in their country, and they will have a lot to, to gain in censorship resistance and inflation resistance toward other governments. Uh, so I can imagine a lot of uh, South America, a lot of Africa to adopt Bitcoin uh, because the political class uh, love it. This will not include only um, uh, good uh, like nation states. I think that nation states like uh, Iran or, uh, or North Korea, they are not like example of libertarian places. The, the, state, uh, the, the nation state there is very nasty. But still, like if you are North Korea, uh, you don't care very much for the for the loss of censorship you get on citizens if you can avoid international sanction from the U.S. So we may have a strange kind of world war Bitcoin where some good and some bad places will uh, will just uh, uh, bend together because they they have uh, they have more to gain from Bitcoin adoption than to lose. I think that the United States of America in the in the U.S. Uh, the Bitcoin defense, the Bitcoin proposition will mostly work for opposition candidates. If you want to uh, point to the flaws of the system, 
just point to the flows in abstract is less powerful than to, pro that to promote and indicate an alternative. And Bitcoin is a great, realistic, working alternative. So if you want to be an, a, a, an opposition candidate in the U.S., Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin campaign, I think it works great and it will work great for many, many years. If you actually get to the government, I'm way more skeptical because then you have to convince uh, not just the congressmen, but also all the bureaucrats of the deep state or the military, they have to convince everybody living off welfare that uh, if you get back to the uh, federal spending of 1910, basically, which is what uh, the U.S. had before they started uh, messing with money, uh, then uh, everybody will be happy. I mean, the, the nation will be better, but try to convince uh, Washington, D.C. to get back to a government spending of the beginning of the 20th century, giving away all the welfare spending and all the warfare spending on the military industrial complex. What I think could be a little bit better could be at a state level, like local level. If you are the governor of Texas, you cannot print money and you don't usually uh, confiscate or censor uh, international transaction. You don't have a Texas uh, um, sanction, international payment sanction list. So you don't care. So we may have, uh, like we had in, um, in uh, immigration policies, in the U.S. now you have sanctuary states, like the federal government will impose uh, a restriction of immigration, but then New York State will say, no, we don't agree, we will just violate this, uh, this federal law. There may be something similar with money, where the, I think the, 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 the politicians at the government in Washington, D.C., they, really, uh, they will never really fight to lose their inflation power, because that's, that means shrinking the government budget to the beginning of 20th century levels. What, they, the, what we could see is like local states becoming very Bitcoin friendly in spite of the federal government, I think. Of course, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of things and we don't really know how geopolitics will go. Yeah, Jack, I look at it more like, uh, more like this. I, th I think some of those things could happen. I think about just how many the people listening to this uh, uh, spaces, how many of you came into Bitcoin and understand it now at a, at a deep level versus the rest of the population. And that's the same as, as so in, in El Salvador, I remember talking to the YPO group and they were totally against the president of El Salvador because they thought he was a uh, dictator and, uh, and everything else. And I said, I cannot believe you're against Bitcoin. So, and they said, what's the worst thing about Bitcoin? Um, and I said, um, uh, people you, you hate will use it and they make it stronger for you. That's what's happening. And so, uh, so because the rules are fixed and because the, uh, so each person, let's say RFK doesn't get elected and he, but, he, but he brings on another million Bitcoiners or 500,000 Bitcoiners, a certain portion of those will be long-term holders like us and will never sell and they'll make it stronger. And, and those people will make that network stronger and over and over. And each person that's driving this is bringing on, you don't, we don't know our own impact. We don't know if we made an impact on one person that then brought on 2 million. We don't know, but, but we do know, we can see that in El Salvador, whether you like Bukele or you don't like Bukele, he's making Bitcoin stronger. And over time, that also removes his power unless he's uh, uh, unless he's in service of the people 
And so that's what the network looks like, no matter what. And it doesn't actually matter where it's coming from, but it's going. That's that's what's that's what's going to happen. And the people, like Canute said, uh, people that understand that it's better to to work within the system on fair rules for everyone, will win more of the system, and the others will will get shot out to to altcoin schemes and other things, and they'll be flushed. We've seen it in Bitcoin today. Like we see it, we see it other like hex or whatever. Uh, the uh, was a Bitcoiner decided to do a scam, um, and uh, and 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 now where is he? That's that's just where it's going to look. Like. And the long term holders are going to carry the day, and it's going to keep on mo- moving into the general consciousness. This sounds all so bullish. So I want to conclude with the question to you guys, and maybe you have two or three votes for me before we wrap up the session. Why the hell, if everything looks so bullish, like uh, presidential candidates uh, getting into more and more power, gaining more and more influence, the inflation is is going crazy, and like the fiat monetary system is 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 collapsing. Um, there's you know the next halving is coming up very soon. Um, ETFs are going to be there are nine ETFs uh, pending currently, and soon there will be several approved by like giant financial institutions. There's so much positivity and so many positive signals out there yet we are at 30k for already a long time so i bet a lot of uh, listeners are asking so wh- when is this bull run coming what is going to trigger it can i have two or three concluding um votes on on that i i, I can say something to that i think we are in a double bull market so first of all you know bitcoin is up 80 percent from its november lows which in itself is a bull market so that's significant. And someone who, who does DCA starting at the all-time high in November, it's like plus 10, 12 or so percent. So it's up. But the, 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 the double bull market really is, I think that's at the background of a shrinking money supply, which, uh, which should be very negative for, for, for Bitcoin. And, and I think we're living in cycles and, and uh, on... on um, Roman's YouTube channel, I, I characterize the cycle. It, it, it typically goes a year from the all-time high to the all-time low, and then it takes a while, around two years, to, to get back to the original all-time high, and then, and then um, another year to, to reach the, the new all-time high. And I think we're just moving perfectly in the cycle, significantly up from the all-time low, and I think there's quite some negative elements, and I think it's quite positive how, how Bitcoin is, is holding up, and and there will positive moments kick in, you know, ETFs and uh, further adoption and positive regulation, and of course the halving, and then uh, it will go its course as it did in the last few cycles. And we'll definitely see, uh, you know, new all time highs in the near as in the near future, twenty five, the latest. So I think we are in a bull market. Yeah, uh, Julian, the question itself. Is uh, it suggests that the fiat currency is the is the right measure, and and just do a thought experiment and say, if there liquidity, the existing system, maybe not ten thousand times, but almost that ten thousand times bigger than Bitcoin today, and liquidity of the existing system has a lag effect um, in the entire market as things either break um, or 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 lag or inflation lags, kind of the action of liquidity. 
So now liquidity is getting pulled from the market. Well, generally now it's being added in China, but it's but but let's say it's being pulled from from the U.S. If that liquidity gets pulled from the U.S. and it, we go into a deflationary spiral, what do you think commercial real estate's going to do? What do you think real estate's going to do? Um, and if Bitcoin holds, even goes down, the price of assets is going to fall precipitously against Bitcoin. And it's measuring the same thing by staying relative and all prices falling against it as it would by going up really fast and all prices going, other prices going up less fast against it. So that's, that's what's happening. It's, it is the new system measuring all prices. Um, and people just can't see that because they're trying to figure out when is it going to go up in my fiat dollars. That's what's happening. Got it. So by being stable, it's actually, it's actually going up if you don't measure it by the, 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 the um, uh, fiat but, yeah, but if you just play that forward, it won't. So if the existing system started collapsing like that, the next step would be massive liquidity. And then Bitcoin would go in fiat terms to, to uh, uh, massive highs. And that is coming at some point because the existing system is already insolvent. And without that liquidity, it crashes to the ground completely. And the only thing worth anything is Bitcoin. Um, and I suspect governments aren't going to allow that to uh, allow that to happen. But if you just measure prices instead of Bitcoin price through an existing uh, fiat lens, well, look at it's heading all time highs in Argentina right now. Um, and so, so it shows the mis misnomer of people believing in their fiat currency. So it shows how strong that is, even in Bitcoiners, as a as a mental model because they're measuring their wealth in Bitcoin in fiat dollars and it's the wrong way to look at it. totally and imagine what's going to happen when this liquidity is coming back like more money is going to be printed combined with the halving uh, that's going to happen next year in fiat terms and again I, I understand that this is the wrong measure but in fiat terms it could uh, could be a pretty crazy bull run which will then and that's I think a positive effect will attract a lot of media attention and a lot of people, again, 500,000, 1 million people, maybe millions of people, as you said before, uh, and they will come in, they will interact with the space, they will educate themselves, hopefully many of them, not all of them, but many of them will not only be here to make a quick buck, but they will also understand. So they came for the money and stay for the tech, hopefully, and, and for the principles, and they will listen to uh, you guys, you know, block trainer, all of you, basically, and they will be uh, become educated and they become Bitcoiners, they will become orange-pilled, and then they will become long-term hodlers and uh, DCAers. Um, and in, in the end, uh, we will make the transition to uh, the better world based on, or better financial system, at least, based on Bitcoin. Thank you so much, guys, uh, for taking the time. Um, all of you that have listened, but also uh, our um, amazing uh, panel of experts. And I will give Knut uh, the last word before we have to wrap it up in like four minutes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Julian. And I'll uh, take this opportunity to do a shameless chill simultaneously as predicting the next bull run, uh, which I believe will commence on Monday, on the third annual Bitcoin Infinity Day, where we'll do, uh, it's also the anniversary of the Freedom Footprint Show, and we'll do a live stream from 4 to 8, or from 
16 to 20 CET from the offices of BTCX, the uh, one of the world's oldest Bitcoin exchanges in uh, in Stockholm. And a lot of people in this room are coming and a bunch of others. So uh, come join us then and celebrate the infinite potential of Bitcoin. Um, yeah, thank you very much for this space. And thanks everyone who participated. It's been a pleasure. All right, thank you so much, guys. We're out. Hopefully we can do this very, very soon again. Thank you for your participation. Talk to you soon, guys. Cheers. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye together. To the moon. <laughs>